Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alondra Brooks, and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. Listen, I'm super excited. I have another one of my co-authors to my book project, Diamonds and Pearls, Affirmation of a Mompreneur Who Rocks. I have the lovely Miss Carolyn Jones. She is a licensed and ordained minister. She is the mother of three, Tracy, Greg, and Les, a grandmother of four, Cameron, Allison, Layla, and Hope. Miss Carolyn is an executive associate published author, life coach, a motivational speaker, and a travel agent broker. Her tagline is speaking from me, my experiences, as she encourages others by her experiences, challenges, and victories. Her passion is is for inspiring others to believe in their God-ordained purpose. Carolyn's favorite scripture is Psalms 27 and 13. I believe I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Welcome to I Am Becoming, Miss Carolyn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that awesome introduction. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Yes. So I want to um, talk about your chapter. Um, I know this is not your first time writing. So what has this experience been like for you writing on this project? This experience has, has been a relighting of my candle, I should say. I used to write often, speak often, and I kind of drew back a little bit to pursue other things. And, you know, life happens. So this book is reigniting me and um, actually sparking my zeal back up for writing and, and so on. I've already started writing again since we've started this project. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your business as well and how um, I know you talk about without giving away your chapter um, because the book release is very, very soon. So I want us to tell, um, want you to tell the audience what the name of your chapter is and what inspired you to write from that particular perspective. So um, I want to go first into what inspired me, if you don't mind. Because as a single parent raising children and and having to go into the entrepreneur field, I you know I realize you don't you never depend on one source of income. A very wealthy, well-known person quoted that phrase, and I realized that I couldn't depend only on government or any type of corporate entity to be my source. So I have gifts and talents and, you know, people will pay you for your gifts and talents. So you just have to have, you know, have, have an opening to, to put yourself out there. So I make friends easy. I love to talk. I love to meet people. I follow my mother's mantra. I know of no strangers, just friends I have yet to meet. And I was inspired to write about it because in, in raising my children, I did not want them to feel, you know, left out or left home. And I just started including them in on everything. And, and I started thinking about that when the project became available. And so that, that led me to write about more is caught than taught, which is the title, because I wanted them to see me doing what I was doing versus me just talking about it as I am a single parent myself, that's something that I strongly believe in as well is letting your, your children see you, um, 
you know, as well as co-labor alongside of you while you're working and building your business so they can understand um, the significance of the work that you do and why the sacrifice is so important um, and everything like that. And they can really see the tangible results. And you know, another point is that they don't, you, you have to be careful complaining around your children because if you're doing something and you're complaining, you're, you're more so teaching them not to go that route because they're not finding any good in it if it's causing you stress. So I had to make it look like fun, even though there were times where it was, if I don't get this done, we're not gonna eat. <laughs> so, but you know, I had to make it seem delightful to them so that they would themselves be look, you know, look forward to pursuing entrepreneurship and putting out there their gifts and talents. Yeah, I think that is super um, amazing, especially um, do are any of your grandchildren of age now? Are they starting to do you see the entrepreneurial spirit starting to build in them? Interestingly enough, we, we have we have two that are and um, the one she is, is really funny because not funny, actually, she stayed in trouble. And I said, why don't you write a book? And she kind of looked strange. And I said, you're going to write a book on what children should not do. And we're going to call it Layla's Lessons. And so it sparked her and she started writing. I said, write about some things you've done that you got in trouble for. And what if you had made another decision, how it would have turned out? Man, I mean, she was sparked. We were writing, we were collaborating and to this day, she's getting ready to graduate a year earlier from school. That's amazing. So um, so she's gone through the publishing process. I think that's really, really good. So I want to talk a little bit about your becoming story. If you were to say anything to a mom at home, what is it that you feel like is really important for you to know as you do take this entrepreneurial journey, especially as a single mom, because, you know, I feel like as a single parent, we have all the obstacles in front of us and we, and you know, it's an even bigger hurdle to have to figure it all out by yourself. Like what are some tips that you can share with us that kind of helped you navigate that journey? And what is a, a signature piece of advice that you think um, will help somebody that, you know, may be hesitant to start their journey? I think I coined a phrase, change of perception promotes possession of the promise. And so sometimes when we do things to survive, if we change our mindset and realize that we're doing it to thrive, because it doesn't take much to survive. There are systems out there where you can just barely survive and get by. They're designed specifically for that. I think that the, the moms that are looking at, you know, God gave all of us gifts and talents. He, he wouldn't be God if he didn't do that. He put into us a unique ability. And I think the most reluctance, which was the, the reluctance that I had was, are people going to actually pay me for this? And so when I realized, even as much as picking out greeting cards for people, and then I realized they couldn't find the greeting card that they wanted, and I, and I wrote poetry. So I said, how about if I make you one? Saying that to say, I would strongly encourage the moms to think about what you're good at and then monetize it. 
I would almost strongly and also strongly encourage moms to get a mentor or coach. Look for somebody in your circle. There's always somebody in your circle that's doing great things and talk to them. And, and for me personally, because I'm such a rambunctious, rebellious, was, past tense, <laughs> I laugh out loud, but I was such a rambunctious, rebellious person that I would look at people that, that I just didn't like and I would say, why don't I like them? They've never done anything to me. So I started a conversation and sure enough, they were pursuing something that I should have been pursuing and there was like this resentment. Once I teamed up with them and they brought out my gifts, that, that I'm just describing the benefit of linking up with someone who is doing great things. Having a conversation is free. And most of the times people want to mentor you and pull you in. I say, just do the daggone thing. That's good. Oh my God, we have to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, about the spirit of envy when it's really propelling you to really chase your purpose. Mm. Yes. We'll be right back, guys. Hello and welcome. This is Allison G. Daniels. I am so excited about my podcast, The Author's Lab. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m where I will be providing powerful tips, tools, and techniques about writing. Hope to see you there. Like Sunday collection where exotic elegance meets luxury. Our collection is a one-stop shop. Whether it's a woman looking for her favorite product line or a husband looking for his own favorite product that he steals from his wife's collection, or you could be shopping for a gift. The Like Sunday collection is your new favorite one-stop shop. The Like Sunday collection is a world-class hair care company. Our products are multi-universal and multi-ethnic. Our luxury products are 100% sulfate-free, paraben-free, formaldehyde-free, and DEA-free. Our line of products are the best of the best, from our ingredients to our premium platinum virgin 12-gray A hair. We are the Total Collection. Shop the Total Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury, at thelikesundaycollection.com. You can also find us on Instagram underneath the Like Sunday Collection. The Like Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. We are the Total Collection. everybody it's your girl coach alanda brooks and you are now listening to i am becoming listen we are back from break i have the lovely co-author um in my new book project diamonds and pearls affirmations 
of a mompreneur who rocks, Miss Carolyn Jones. And before we went to break, she said something that was very prolific to me. I know oftentimes um, we as women sometimes get very envious of each other. And, um, and, and you just spoke about it in a way that a lot of women don't acknowledge that sometimes you don't like somebody because they are, they have something in them or they have activated something in themselves or are walking in a purpose that you also have the desire to walk into. And maybe you don't, what would you say that would be, um, Ms. Carolyn, do you think that that's because does the envy build, you think maybe because that person doesn't know how to activate their purpose? I think on, on a spiritual level, I think it's because the enemy is trying to keep you disconnected from your holy hookup. So I have to, I have to say that part first. So then introspect says, when you start saying, why am I not doing that? That, that then that envy develops because it's almost like you're saying I would be doing it, but now they're doing it or whatever, all kinds of crazy stuff came in my head. But the bottom line is open up a conversation because there are, and I say several without hesitation, several women that I went to that saw a spark in me, but I was so unapproachable, they didn't know how to approach me, several. And as soon as I say, hey, do you have a minute? I noticed that you do this and such. When that conversation ended, we're both best friends. Like we've been knowing each other forever. That's good. So what did that work look like in yourself that you that you did to prepare yourself to become more approachable? Because I know in the business community, especially amongst women, um, I'm familiar with this, this approach that you're, you know, that you're describing, um, what work did you feel like you did within yourself or when did you come to terms with the fact that you needed to become more approachable in order to grow? Alonda, transparently speaking, people still view me as unapproachable. <laughs> And, and, I, and I often question, what is it? I have a very stern countenance. I don't want to change that. So in answering your question, it's like, I don't want to lose myself and I'm okay with being approachable, but I don't want just any old body feeling free to approach me. What I did as far as improving myself without losing myself was I speak first. And once I speak, it almost enlightens a person or, 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 or breaks that feeling that they have that I'm unapproachable. I don't wait for people to speak to me. I speak first. That's good, because I, I definitely also struggle with that myself. Um, I definitely have a stern face. It's a hereditary trait, um, but I'm probably one of the most fun naturing people that you will um encounter really honestly but you're right I, I also have been um on the other side of that of feeling like I guess people sometimes do feel like I might be unapproachable just because of how I look and so I do oftentimes um reach out myself and make connections with other people um but that is that's very interesting um 
because we're both in two different age demographics, obviously. So like that is very interesting, honestly, to hear you also have, you know, witnessed that or experienced that as well in the business community. Um, and so um, I think we we all kind of, you know, we're stronger together. So I definitely feel like sometimes too, instead of viewing it as being unapproachable, I think that maybe sometimes people should also reach out to us because sometimes people are just shy. And it's not necessarily that they're unapproachable. It's just that they have, and we all as women have things that we 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 carry, right? And we have these boxes that people try to put us in and stuff like that. And I would love to see a day where we could just celebrate celebrate each all each other for our own uniqueness um and learn how to really just fully appreciate um each other and in the resources that we all carry um I know like even in my own friend group at times I've had to sometimes defend certain friends personalities because of um their facial expressions and stuff and I'm like and, and that's one thing I think I try to strive to do is um, see every woman's uniqueness as a resource to my future womanhood as well because um, we all need each other and there's, there's always something that we can teach each other or something that we can learn from each other so I hope going forward that that becomes a little bit easier for you as well as you know people realize that you have a wealth of knowledge and you know they open up to you as well so thank you so much for that transparency transparency because uh, it's just it's it's mind-boggling to to hear that that is still you know that's something you kind of expect from younger people but yeah it's it's just very different um in the business community sometimes so I would I would hope I would love to live in a day to see that we all um embrace our uniqueness and stuff like that so what is one thing um that you as a mom, as a mompreneur, wish that um, when it's all over and it's all said and done, what are what is one thing that you would want your children, you know, to rise up and say about you as a mom? I want them to say, and and I'm hearing it because as you, you know, I'm I, I am what what is considered an older woman. I'll convince myself of that one day. <laughs> but to hear them say, thank you for not giving up on me. Because when my, when my children had bad behavior, I wouldn't address them by what I saw. I addressed them by what I knew they could become. And so then I would give them a task. And I just think that to see them now, everybody doing living in their own entrepreneurship, different from mine, because I certainly wanted them to do what I was doing. <laughs> and none of them are, you know, my, you know, my one son has a cleaning business. My one, my other son, he, he's a protector. He's often called on for security gigs. And so they monetize it and they know their value and their worth. And, and that's what I want to hear them say, thank you but never giving up on me times when I could have said, you're a grown man, but I, th he's my grown man. You know, my, my granddaughter, you know, I'm looking at her and I'm pushing her and now, she, you know, she's doing better, but I push with positive words rather than negative words, if, if, if you understand where I'm coming from. 
Yes, I, I also try to do that too, try to reaffirm um, where I want my children, what I want them to represent. I try to get them, I try to use the mirror approach, meaning I want them to see themselves how God sees them um, and, and always to be whole, try to let them see themselves whole and not their imperfections, but also to strive to want to be that whole individual and to conquer that imperfection instead of letting it cripple them or to stay comfortable in it. Like use it as a learning tool. Like, yeah, we all make mistakes um, as we are learning to do better, but don't stay there. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to say with, with anything with me and, and what my children witnessed and how they're carrying themselves now, like, don't be afraid to ask why. I learned a long time ago, the person asking the questions and is in charge of the conversation. I would even ask my son, why did you do that? And how did you expect it to turn out? And then <laughs> he would engage in conversation. And I would say, so how did it work out for you? Did it turn out like you wanted it to turn out? And what do you think you should have done better? I had these conversations with them and, and, and was often laughed at because they said, you talk to your children like they're adults. And I said, they are going to be one day. And I'd rather them look expect people to talk to them like I talk to them, then be okay with somebody bashing them or putting them down because they made a mistake. And so that, you know, there are times, you know, single mother, I'm not even going to front. There were times where they had to get chastised, whatever that looked like in my community and what (laughs) what I thought was appropriate, I did it. And I did it on the spot. Like you didn't act up at home. So we ain't waiting until we get home. However, what they hear coming from me catapults them to where they're going versus where they could be going if I constantly just focus on what mistakes they made. We're a great people. We are a great people. And we, as parents, have to instill that in our children because the community is not. Yeah, I agree um, with that for sure. Yeah, I definitely believe in course correcting immediately um, for sure. yeah, that's totally, totally true. What are some things that you did, like, as you had to work um, with them as far as I know you had a career job as well as, um, you know, your business on the side? What were some steps that you took kind of when they were younger that kind of helped make the process a little bit easier as far as like the day to day? Like, did you try to prep dinner? And, like, what were those little steps that you took to kind of make it smoother transition from you? Uh, with the family life to doing your your business? I actually did. I went grocery shopping on the weekend. Sunday night, I cooked for the entire week and froze it in compartments. That did two things. You know, I did work a corporate job and I got off and most times had to come home and sit at a computer. So dinner was already ready. It also allowed my children to choose what they wanted to eat. And so I tried to make life more pleasant with them because the situation at hand was I had to do this in order for us to live. And so dinner was was prepped over the weekend. Also homework was done and rewarded. Some people don't believe in that, especially in my generation. But I said, I want them to look forward to doing their homework so it's not stressful on me to get these kids to do their daggone homework. if I had to bribe them, I'd just bribe them. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's whatever good, though. It, yeah, whatever it took. 
you know, and, and I didn't, I, I have never to this day bought any kind of gaming system or any game for any gaming system. That was stuff that they earned from relatives or got from relatives as birthday gifts and stuff. I was not raising children to sit in front of a gaming system in their free time. I did, that's just something that I just didn't, didn't condone. And so what I did instead was had them helping me. I also talked to them a lot about what I had to do for the week. So they were prepared. It wasn't like they were expecting to come home and go outside. And I knew that I had to get a sitter for them because I needed to do something or go somewhere. So they always knew what I was doing, but what, what was coming down the pike for the week so I could get their buy-in so I wouldn't have the stress of, now, you know, some of them, you know, especially one was a bit rebellious and we still had to go through it, but it, it still softened the blow. Yeah, that, I'm very similar in that approach as well. We kind of map out the week um, mm -hmm. at home too, just so they kind of know, like, listen, I'm going to need full support and participation exactly. on this day. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. get your rest, get your chargers. We're going to have to probably go here, there, or what yep. have you. So, yeah, I think that's really good. So I want us to uh, want you to tell the audience what you have coming up next um, and how we can stay tapped in with you and where we can find you on social media. Well, my, my main active page is, is Facebook. I am getting accustomed to the gram because my granddaughter says I must. And I do, I'm, I'm getting more consistent, but I, I post often thoughts of wisdom or things that, that come to me. I repost on my page. It's my whole name, my whole good government name, Carolyn Sharon Jones. And I think it has piled my maiden name in parentheses. My Facebook page is public because I'm, you know, I, don't, I, I live my life out, out loud and up front all the time. I have nothing going on behind the scenes that I can't show. And, um, you know, this, this book is my, my biggest accomplishment coming forth, the publishing of this book. It just, it, it, it opened doors. It opened doors. I'm doing going back to accepting speaking arrangements and, you know, the best is yet to come. That's good. I'm super excited, guys. If you're listening, um, we are having a Meet the Authors Night April 26th at 7 p.m. You want to be there because you have chances to win prizes, tickets to our book launch party and so much more. Um, thank you so much for being a guest today. You guys know that you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under I Must Become the number one. And you can go join our women's directory to stay tapped into beautiful women like Miss Carolyn and meet them on womenceosrock.com. You can always book a leap session with me at imustbecome.com. Listen, don't do anything for man's approval, but do everything with man in mind. We are all an intricate piece of this puzzle in this circle called life. And remember, this year is your year. This is the year to take the greatest leap ever. Bet on yourself. I love you. I'm rooting for you. I see you. I see you. I promise I see you. And I'm rooting and cheering for you and your success. Take the leap. I love you. Meet me here every Sunday or beat me here every Sunday at 3 p.m. I am becoming and I want you to become too. Peace. Mm -hmm.